Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. He scores! Score! Score! The San Jose Sharks proudly present Sharks Hockey Digest. Here's your host, Dan Rusinowski. Welcome to Sharks Hockey Digest. On this episode, we talk about the greatness of number 19. Joe Thornton, who became a member of the San Jose Sharks in 2005 and was with the hockey team for 15 years. He comes back to the tank in the uniform of the Florida Panthers. With us, some members of the Sharks organization to chat with me. Randy Hahn, Scott Hannon, Mark Smith, Drew Amenda also coming on the show. Scott Hannon, you were a teammate of Joe Thornton. And in fact, you were a member of the club when that big humongous trade was made. As he comes back in the uniform of another team for the first time, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, pretty surreal. Obviously, you know, getting to play with, with Joe for so long and, and obviously what he did for the organization, um, you know, really in, in a time that really uh, stepped it up in us. The, the team was doing so well in, in growth from, you know, with Patty Marlowe and the 4 take taking it to the Western Conference Finals. But I really think that, the, you know, it was obviously a huge step sitting in Buffalo. I remember the trade as it happened. We were sitting in Dallas and then when he showed up and, um, you know, he's just an amazing guy, uh, obviously a an amazing player, you know, future hall of famer. And, you know, the presence he brought, the fun that he brought to the rink, the confidence, uh, you know, of the team. And I think that that, uh, you know, just kind of took over the whole dressing room and took us to another level. What was it like being in that locker room that night and the craziness that ensued? Well, the, the, the night of the trade, when we, I remember when in Dallas and, you know, Brad Stewart and, and Primo and Marco Sturm got hauled out of the room. It was obviously really weird when, as how the trade went down. And then, you know, that first time with uh, when Joe stepped in, I mean, it was just, you know, I just think we felt it as a special moment within the team, that locker room. It gave us that confidence. And, and obviously having a player that stature in the, in the year that he had when, he, you know, that half year he had after the trade was, you know, amazing. With Cheech, him, um, you know, it seemed like, you know, we could do anything. And, uh, you know, obviously adding somebody like that uh, was pretty special. Randy, you and I were in the press room in Dallas in that fabled game. And uh, certainly I know that you and I both have a different view of how it happened to us. It was very sudden and stunning when the game started. But even in the in the press room that afternoon, we thought guys weren't playing and they ended up playing. Yeah, it was a very unusual night. And uh, I remember being on the air with Drew and we started to hear some rumblings. Of course, the Internet wasn't quite the uh, source of reliable information and instantaneous information that it is now, but things were leaking out and we were still not able to confirm it. And of course, being the Sharks broadcast before uh, a trade is actually uh, announced, you want to make sure it's legitimately a trade. You don't want to go just based on rumors for your own team. So we were very careful to wait and we were hearing rumors that the Sharks got Thornton because it seemed impossible that Joe Thornton would be number one available. Uh, I mean, a couple of years prior, he had 101 points in 0203. 
And, you know, then he did have a, a, a down year after that, probably about 30 points less in the same number of games. And then we had the lockout season and he came back and, and wasn't off to a terrific start. But still, uh, you know, this is a number one overall draft pick. He already had a, a six or seven year background with the with the Bruins to think that he would be in play as a player that would be traded and that we would get him just didn't seem likely. So we were very cautious when we heard the, the name Thornton. But then sure enough, it was confirmed by, you know, Sharks Media Relations who were with us in Dallas that night. And we were able to make the announcement of the trade. And it, it was just, uh, it, it was a, like Scott Hannon said, it was a surreal night. And at the same time, it was, uh, you know, you're saying goodbye to good players. I mean, Marco Sturm was, was a tremendous player for us and, and Brad Stewart and, and, you know, Wayne Primo, not quite as prominent a shark, but those other two were um, very important players to the team and very popular players uh, for our fans. But to get Joe Thornton, uh, you, know, you just knew that the Sharks just won that trade because how often do game-breaking, transcendent players become available in trades? It just doesn't happen. And, and clearly, that was a day that changed the Sharks franchise in a bigger way than any other day since the first day that the franchise started. And Randy, that's still the case to this day. The fact that that trade was made is the biggest blockbuster ever. I always remember sitting in the press room, you and I were having dinner there, and we see Nico Dimitrakos and Jim Fahey over there having a couple of hot dogs. And uh, we said, well, we know they're not playing. And then we get the lineup in, in, the, in the booth, and there were no changes after warm-up. And so nothing seemed unusual. And then Ron Wilson calls the referee over, and they're looking at the official sheet that you have to turn in to the official that's signed by the coach that has the lineup. And, you know, we've seen this before where there's a mistake on there. And so you end up getting a player that's declared ineligible. You get a penalty and that player has to leave the ice and can't play. Well, I thought that they were talking about that. Maybe somebody made a mistake or whatever. Then they start the game line changes right away. And I hear myself saying, Fahey passes the puck to Dimitrakos. While I'm saying that I'm going, Hold on a second. Didn't I just see them at five o'clock having a hot dog in the press room? They didn't go to the uh, world famous Jack Daniels bar in Dallas. Oh, I know that could have happened, too. And and that's the crazy thing. You know, it's it's a good lesson to anybody to say you have to always be prepared to play no matter what. But uh, at that point, we counted the bench on, on the radio side and we realized that one skater was missing just the sheer number. The Sharks were skating with one man short for the game. So then we're like, well, who's not there? And we say, well, Primo's not there. Stewart's not there. And uh, Sturm isn't there. So we knew that it was a blockbuster trade. And same as you, Randy, we were starting to scour the internet. And I remember finding it on Sportsnet. They were the first people to actually break it. But the same with you. You can't really announce that the trade has definitely been made. But what we were able to do is we said, you know, it's been speculated uh, on Sportsnet that, uh, that Joe Thornton was acquired. And if that's the case, it's the biggest trade in history. But the funny thing is, is that it was total radio silence with the Sharks media because, you know, as you know, Randy, they're busy, you know, calling families of players, arranging flights, doing all of those things. And, and the crazy thing is that it happened in a game while the game was going on for, you know, for a player, Scott, was that was that the most difficult thing? The fact that, you know, you guys were out for warmups and all of a sudden they're calling guys off. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I think how Randy touched on it, you know, these were you know, big parts of the franchise as far as like Brad Stewart, Marco Stern, they had done a lot for the, and Primo. 
And, and for me, like I was really close with Brad Stewart. He was a roommate. Um, we got, you know, sort of brought in the same sort of time, both played out the Western Hockey League. So, you know, in one side, you know, as, as far as uh, personally, it was, it was tough on, you know, me uh, losing a guy like that, that I was so close to on the team. And now I had known Joe through, you know, uh, Canadian, Canadian teams growing up also, obviously the same draft year. And, and to know, again, on the hockey side, what a, what a huge addition a player like that would be. But definitely inside of a room when you're preparing for a game, you know, in that same breath that you guys, you know, up top looking down and seeing all that, we were, I remember sitting in there tying up my laces and, and, you know, all of a sudden you hear, you know, Primo, Stewie, Sturmy, come out here. And we kind of all looked up because it was at a weird time when you're getting dressed. And we're like, well, you know, PK, power play, why, why, why just three guys? They're not on the same line. You didn't really realize why they were being called into the, into the room. And then, you know, for Doug Wilson to come in before the game and, you know, say that this is what happened, you know, you're kind of caught really quickly between, you know, saying goodbye to friends and, and you know, so it was sort of a, a stunner, especially in the aspect that it happened. And then to go out and have to play a game afterwards, you know, obviously, uh, you know, kind of threw everybody for a loop in the dressing room. Drew, what is your memory of the trade? Joe Thornton to the San Jose Sharks. My memory is we're watching uh, warm up and we see the Sharks guys who were who were scratches sitting over and watching warm up as well. Team comes out and we notice that Marco Stern, Wayne Primo, and Brad Stewart are no longer in the lineup. So there's either been an injury or three of them during warm-up, or there's been a trade. We are trying to find out. So from that moment on, we're scrambling, right? Trying to find out who'd we trade for, who'd we trade for. Three guys, it's got to be somebody big. And I remember the guy from Dallas, Rob Shakley, comes in and taps me on the shoulder and goes, it's Joe Thornton. And I turned and looked at him and went, yeah, sure it is. Joe Thornton. Boston's going to trade Joe Thornton. And then he points up to the screen. ESPN reporting Joe Thornton's been traded to the San Jose Sharks. Uh, like, wow, are you kidding me? And then Joe comes in. They got, like, I think it was like 36 wins and 57 games or something like that that was remaining. It was ridiculous. Like, Joe just took this team on his back and one of the most remarkable seasons I've ever seen in my life. It was phenomenal. But you know what? The thing that struck me right away about Joe is that personality, how charismatic, how he was just, yeah, you're part of the team. Great. We're together. You know, he was so inclusive in that regard. From the first day I met him, Joe Thornton that next day, okay, he's coming to Buffalo, right? We're in Buffalo the next day. So he's on CBC in Canada. He's on CTV. He's on Sportsnet. He's on TSN. And he comes comes on the Drew Romanda sports show in Saskatoon, friggin' Saskatchewan. Knocks on my door. Tommy Holy brought him in, sits down in the hotel room in Buffalo, and we do an interview with him there. I mean, come on. Guy's going to do that now? They're not doing that now. That's jumbo. Mark Smith, you were in that locker room too, and you were a teammate of Joe for a couple of seasons. What do you think his impact was? I think Joe Thornton is going to be a name that is remembered for a long time, not only in San Jose, just in in hockey in general he's such a personality uh in this game and you know the commitment that he has to playing the impact that he has not only on the fans but but his teammates uh i just i know many guys that have have had the opportunity to share the ice with joe and the impact in the dressing room and and 
not only that, just away from the rink, uh, family life, you know, uh, I know his wife and my wife are still really good friends and I keep in, in touch with Joe all the time and, and just a, a great ambassador for the game of hockey and, and someone that just loves it. And uh, we're going to be talking about Joe Thornton for years to come. You're listening to Sharks Hockey Digest on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. Let's share some memories of the Joe Thornton era with the San Jose Sharks. He was acquired from Boston in exchange for Wayne Primo, Brad Stewart, and Marco Sturm at that game in Dallas on November 30th, 2005. And he made his Sharks debut a couple of nights later on December the 2nd, 2005 in Buffalo against the Sabres. His very first shift on the ice, he hit the crossbar. And then, after a several-save performance, the Sharks beat the Sabres in Buffalo for the very first time in their franchise history. It ended a 10-game losing streak and started a 6-game winning streak. And like flipping a light switch, the arrival of Thornton provided that big change to the Sharks organization. Just four days later, on December the 6th, Thornton picked up his very first point in a Sharks uniform. And wouldn't you know it, it was on a goal by Jonathan Chichu. Picked up by Pricing to Marlowe. Tried to flip it ahead to Chichu, but it was knocked down. And here comes Oban. Stole it. Got by Marlowe. Breaks in. Shoots one shorthanded, but it's wide of Toscada. And the Sharks breathe a bit of a sigh of relief there as a turnover by a forward playing on the point. Patrick Marlowe resulted in a scoring chance. Marlowe to Joe Thornton. Leap pass. Chichu. Score! You want to see what it's like to have Joe Thornton as your centerman? Well, ask Jonathan Chichu right now as he snapped that pass from the right boards into the net from the slot. Number 10 for Jonathan Chichu. A power play goal. Sharks fans explode. It's 1-0 San Jose. Then on a 5-on-3 power play, Thornton scored his very first goal in a Sharks uniform. Joe Thornton sends to Pricing on the point. Now back to Marlowe with the near side. Marlowe playing the point. Goes to Joe Thornton. Hasn't scored a goal for the Sharks yet, but he sends in front. Pricing shoots wide. Chichu a backhand on the carom save. Thornton, score! There it is. First goal in a Sharks uniform for Joe Thornton. It'll be his 10th of the year. The Sharks are dominating. With a five-on-three power play goal, it's three to one. And listen to this crowd. Thornton's arrival thrilled the fans at the Shark Tank that night. It was his first game in San Jose, and it was the start of a special 15-year period in Sharks history. Randy, do you have any special memories from that season? Oh boy, there was just so many. Uh, you know, it was it was electrifying to see the instant chemistry that the two had. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, they, they were never really able to quite recapture it in the same way again. Uh, you know, the rules changed and the, the obstruction went away and, you know, all the things that came out of the, the lockout season started to take hold and, and probably work to Cheech's disadvantage. Uh, you know, he was a great trigger man, but, um, you know, that, that season just from the very first game, I'm Joe's first shift. I think he hit the post. Um, that first game in Buffalo, we, we beat Buffalo in their rink for the first time in franchise history. And I mean, that, that was a long time that we waited. How many road trips did we go to Buffalo and you get on that, that stupid bus at the, at the end of the trip and you, you lose in Buffalo again. 
and and the Sharks finally beat the Sabres that night. Uh, I think that ended a long losing streak that night and so on and so on. And then all of a sudden the momentum started to build and you realize that, uh, that again, you know, and, and I've said it before, a, a transcendent player, a player who was able to be uh, one of those guys where you could climb on his back and he would take you to places that you potentially had never been before. And uh, it, it was, it was so exciting for our fan base because uh, we had a true superstar. I mean, Joe Thornton for, uh, you know, many years of his career for a good t- decade of his career was one of the NHL's top star players. And, you know, Owen Nolan had a good run, but he can't, he, he didn't have quite that level of, of offensive uh, success that that um, that Joe did, you know, Timo Solani did in his career. But by the time he ended up with the Sharks, you know, he, he needed knee surgery and he ended up playing better before and better after and didn't quite reach those heights. But Joe was it. Joe was the real deal. We had a superstar and, and the fan base uh, was electrified that year. And I think that's what I remember most, just what the Shark Tank was like that year. When Joe was doing what he was doing with Cheech and the team was was just rolling, uh, and especially after the way things started that year, it wasn't a good start until the trade and, and everything changed. And, and you realized that we were in for a good run and who would know it would last, uh, you know, 15 or so years. Well, they had lost 10 straight games the night that the trade was made, including that game to Dallas, which they did lose. But as you mentioned, Randy, uh, Joe hit the iron on the very first shift that he had had a couple of assists and uh, the Sharks ended up shutting out Buffalo in that game, which was, uh, which was quite something. And then they won six in a row, seven out of eight. And then they just kept going on and on and, and, and streaked their way to the playoffs. But uh, on that, on that aspect, what about that chemistry? How did he fit in so easily and so quickly and become one of the leaders of the team right away, Scott? Well, you know, I think when we all, we all look at Joe and, you know, sometimes going back to that, that first year, can seem so long ago, but, you know, we know his big personality, the confidence that he just walks around with. And I think that that was a, a big thing. He was, you know, an easy, affable guy in the room. Um, you know, I, I'd known him for a number of years, not closely, but, you know, like I said, you know, being of the same draft year, you know, sort of through the Canadian national program and things like that. But I think when he walks into that room, it's just that confidence. I remember times where, you know, he, he'd seem like just to pick up the team and carry them, you know, uh, carry the team, the little winks, the little smiles, the, the, the confidence, the swagger that I think that that team needed at that time. You know, we, we, had, we were finding uh, our way. We had the run in 04. We had some confidence, but we were a young team as well. And I think when you get a guy like that, that has that ability to, you know, like Randy said, the superstar, um, you know, he can pick you up. He could carry you the way he controlled the play. The puck always seemed to be on his stick and he was willing, you know, to win that game. He, not only could he get the chances, but he was setting up countless guys, you know, him and Cheech obviously had that, that great chemistry that first year and in the way that they put the puck in the net all the time. But, uh, you know, I think that was the biggest thing. I think he gave us the swagger and the confidence to kind of jump in. And obviously the, the team took off from there. Take off they did. The Sharks would fly their way to success the rest of the year. Joe Thornton, a massive part of that, winning the Art Ross Trophy as the league's leading scorer and the Hart Trophy as the NHL's most valuable player. Jonathan Chichu was the greatest beneficiary of all of that. As Thornton's line mate and trigger man, he ended up scoring 56 goals 
which got him the Rocket Richard Trophy as the league's leading goal scorer. Sharks have a five-on-three power play for an extended period. Joe Thornton shoots. Save made by Lenevy. Rebound. Chichu in front. Score! Number 50, Jonathan Chichu on the rebound. The Sharks lead it 2-1. to one. Joe Thornton can't clear the zone. Now it did pop out to center. Chichu grabs it, heads for the empty net. He scores! are flying all over the ice here at the Shark Tank as Jonathan Chichu scores his 56th goal of the season, gets his fifth hat trick of the year, and how do you like this? It's his third hat trick against the Mighty Ducks. What looked like a dump-in play by Anaheim was intercepted, and from his own blue line, Chichu gets the hat trick and has the NHL goal-scoring lead. You're listening to Sharks Hockey Digest on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. Joe Thornton developed special relationships with all of his teammates. Jonathan Chichu, of course, the most prominent that very first year. But Patrick Marlowe had a lengthy association with Jumbo. Scott Hannon, you were there. They developed that on-ice chemistry right away, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And I think that that was the thing, whereas Jumbo was sort of the call it, you know, the, the, the extrovert, he was very like, you know, a big personality he was always talking, laughing, uh, you know, a big guy in the dressing room. And, and Patty was more the, the, the reserved leader. And I think it was a great combination of sorts between what they did. And, and even the styles of their game were different. Patty was, you know, a blinding speed, great shot off the wall, things like that. But you know, and then there's Jumbo. He liked to get it down low. He liked to have the puck on a stick. He liked to set up guys. He could have two guys, you know, hanging off of him. So I think it was just a great compliment of two unbelievable players to what I believe to be future Hall of Famers. And I, and I think that one-two punch, if you look at the great teams, you know, Forsberg, Sackick, Messier, Gretzky, that, what that did is that allowed that, that ability where you couldn't just focus on one guy out there. And, and those two guys, I think it was a, a blossoming relationship. And obviously it was a uh, huge for the Sharks. December the 5th, 2007, a moment in Sharks history that will always be remembered. One of the most amazing passes that Joe Thornton executed right on the tape of Patrick Marlowe for a spectacular goal in Dallas. Douglas Murray keeps it in on the left point. Throws it back behind the Dallas net to the right corner. Joe Thornton now on the ice. We'll stick handle with it. He turns. He throws it in front. Marlowe shoots. Star! What a pass by Joe Thornton! What a finish by Patrick Marlowe! The Sharks are up 2-1. to one. Well, you wanted secondary scoring. You wanted to get Chichu and Marlowe going. So far, so good. But what a play. I don't want to take anything away from Patrick Marlowe. But did you see that pass from <laughs> Joe Thornton? He's over on the right-hand wall. Right on the wall. He's got Daly right on him. He throws a behind-the-pack, behind-the-back, backhand, no-look pass through the slot, right to Marlowe, right on his tape. There's no way, Marty Turkle. You know, you want a, a goalie. You want to be able to anticipate plays. You can't anticipate that. Forget it. And you know what? He threw that pass hard. That is a big league pass. What an assist. Marlowe, right spot, right time. And, you know, that's one of the things. If you're on the ice with Joe Thornton, you got to be ready at all times for the puck. Marlowe was, puts it home. And there you go. There's your secondary scoring. Marlowe and Chichu have goals tonight. Big sigh of relief for both those guys. Chichu ended an 11-game goalless drought. Patrick Marlowe only three goals in his last 17 games, getting his fifth of the year. Joe Thornton assisting at 6.02 of this period. 
Smitty, he wasn't just a great player and a great teammate. He was a fantastic person off the ice, too, wasn't he? Just a stand-up guy. Uh, Unbelievable. You know, I remember just, you know, going through my own issues and trials and tribulations. And anytime I needed something, uh, he was the first guy to offer, you know, assistance, whether it's just a, a place to stay or um you know any anything just a phone call hey i'm here here for you and and you know someone at that level uh to have that commitment to a guy that's you know maybe on the bottom end of the spectrum uh, as far as you know nhl careers go uh it just it means that he's genuine in his words and 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 he cares for people and just uh such a great guy i'm i'm thrilled to still call him a good friend and uh i i will always uh, have a special place in my heart for Joe Thornton and uh, the number 19. What do the players think? Let's start with Captain Logan Couture. Uh, one of the best players in the world for, um, I think it was 15 years. So I think for players that played here and fans that got to watch him on a nightly basis, it was uh, a treat. Um, every night he would do something where he, you know, very few in the world could do. And when he was at the, the top of his game, I don't think I was here yet. I think uh, probably that 05, 06 season when he, he won the uh, the Art Ross, but uh, I watched some of that on TV. And him and Chichu had that thing going on where every night it was something special. So I'm sure there's a lot of memories for fans here, um, a lot of memories for guys in the room, just being around him as a person. Take away the uh, the hockey side of it, him as a person, um, he's one of a kind. So a lot of us learned a lot from him. Later in his Sharks career, Thornton's line mate was none other than Tomas Hurdle. Yeah. I was really lucky, you know, when I get here, you know, uh, because I started with play with Jumbo, you know, so it was such an honor. I still remember when I get here on Dubai, he sat next to me and we just biking, you know, and I, I was telling to my parents, you know, I just bike next to the Joe Torta, you know, and it was like before the season, I even know I will be playing with him. So uh, he was, you know, really nice to me from the right away from first game and I think we get alone and it's sometimes you know he was trying to build harder on me but that's what he just trying to make me better you know just he, he knew what I can do so he just sometimes pushed me but you know one of the best locker room guy I ever you know been you know you guys know he was always laughing all always you know happy guy but at the end of the day he he hate losing and he was always do do for the team and just get them going because he he won't win so bad and and it was just meant really a lot of to me and and you know it was tough to see him gone because i you know really miss him because he was there with me from day one and we played a lot of games together so so it was tough to see him but you know everybody get that but he meant to really me and always you know remember you know first couple of years like how he helped me to my career you know he scored me probably Probably like maybe for 40 or more even goals because I, he makes really easy first couple of years for me. And, and you know, it was great to see him actually when we were in Florida. Brent Burns also owes Jumbo a lot. You know, he's meant a lot to a lot of guys and it's just good to see him. He's got such a good personality. You know, he's just got a great energy about everything. I mean, he's uh, just a great, great guy off the ice, on the ice. He's got a great energy. He's taught a lot of people a lot of things here and um, it always just puts a smile on your face to see him. And how about the coaches? Here's current Sharks head coach Bob Bugner. Joe is amazing for us. I mean, uh, um, he's like having another coach in the room. And I think the best thing about Joe was is, um, how he held his um, 
his room, how he held his teammates accountable. And I think that was the best thing because he knew he never had to worry about the room when Joe was around. Uh, uh, you know, guys practicing hard, um, guys up in the weight room, um, all that. Joe, Joe handled all that. So he took a lot of, uh, um, I guess, a little, a lot of stress off the coaches by being uh, such a good leader and, and leading by example, but also, uh, you know, holding his teammates accountable. And that's a big, big thing for, uh, you know, someone in a leadership role. Todd McClellan was behind the bench for 540 San Jose Sharks games. Here's what he thinks about Jumbo Joe. Oh, uh, well, there's, there better be a hole in the rafters there to lower number 19 down, in my opinion. And there's no better legacy than that. He, uh, you know, from the day he arrived, which I wasn't part of, um, and, until he left, he was everything uh, that Teal stood for. Um, we all know him for his, his scoring and his passing. But there, there's so many other attributes that he brings to the, the rink, his passion for the game, his, his fun-loving affection for his teammates, uh, his competitiveness, his ability to play through injuries. Um, he, he's a relentless individual. He worked on his game. We asked him to change a few things, and he changed them. Like, I know there's room in Toronto for a plaque. There has to be room in this building for a, a jersey. And anything else he gets uh, along the way, he certainly deserves. So that would be the legacy that I see. Joe Thornton is excited to get back to SAP Center, and he's also very grateful to those who cheered for him for 15 years. The people here were, were so kind to me, and um, we shared a lot, lot, a lot of experiences together. And, um, you know, for years it was just uh, it was such a hard building to play in, and, and uh, the energy that they brought to us, it was... Uh, it was electric, and it's uh, it's going to be fun to be, be part of it again. Here come the Sharks down the right side. Little slip pass to Setaguchi. Moves back behind the King's net. Setaguchi twists, throws it out in front. What a great opportunity. The shot, Thornton scores! Joe Thornton, the captain of the San Jose Sharks, wins it in overtime at 2 minutes and 22 seconds, and the San Jose Sharks are on their way to the Western Conference semifinal round. Pavelski behind the net, wraparound attempt save, rebound, Scar! Joe Thornton's in front of the net, pokes at the rebound, and he should get it. Pavelski back for Thornton. He's across the line, shoots, he scores! The hat trick for Joe Thornton, and he puts the Sharks in front, 5-4, to four, and SAP Center explodes in excitement. Sharks fans the world over owe Joe Thornton a gigantic debt of gratitude. Thanks, Jumbo. I'm Dan Rusinowski. Thanks for joining me on this very special journey. You've been listening to Sharks Hockey Digest. This has been a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.